A very good morning to Melinda Ferguson, uh, who, of course, is the Daily Maverick motoring journalist, and we'll be chatting to Melinda Ferguson this morning. Melinda, good morning, and welcome again to Cape Talk. Hey, Zane. Um, I'm very excited this morning because I'm in a hotel waiting to be shuttled to the Formula E kind of big event that's happening and has brought Cape Town to a bit of a standstill, I think, with the traffic being diverted and all that. But I'm really excited this morning. Somebody said to me this morning, John Adugood said, if we want to be a world-class city and we want to hold world-class events, we must be able to accept world-class traffic too. So, yeah, (laughs) because it does happen. I mean, it does happen in Dubai, which is uh, probably a world class city these days uh, and traffic. It it happens in Singapore and Singapore, for instance, has got a fantastic uh, network of, um, you know, public transport. But you still have that kind of congestion. So, Melinda, let's let's start off. And uh, we're starting off this week and you've been cruising in the new Ford Raptor. Give us a bit of a history of it. It's an impressive, very impressive car isn't it yeah and i mean i do want to also talk a bit about the formula e so let's get into the raptor first and let's hopefully have time to talk about formula e i'm a guest of nissan um, and i want to talk a bit about the e-power as well so let's go into the totally opposite thing to electric kind of vehicles with this huge humongous ford raptor and um, it's the most powerful bucky in south africa it's a three-liter twin-turbo EcoBoost engine, Bucky, 292 kilowatts, 583 newton meters of torque. And I was fortunate enough to go with Ford this week to Namibia, and we went into the desert around Valfus Bay, camped there for three days, did it really like hardcore camping, you know, lose almost like uh, in the bush. But we had the most spectacular time in this all-new Ford Raptor, which is unbelievable off-road. I mean, I don't know if people are actually ever going to use their Ford Raptors in the way we did, but we we went on uh, sand dunes that were like skyscrapers in my mind we 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 did a lot of speed on sand we did rock climbing i mean this this raptor is just unbelievable Uh, melinda what would we see in in the same class would it probably be in the toyota range in the same class or uh, you know Um, where would you park the vehicle nothing Uh, nothing I'm going to say nothing, and the reason why is if you look at the Ford Ranger, you would see the Hilux, you would see the Nissan Navara, you would see um, the Mitsubishi, you would see all of those those cars, the, the VW Amarok. But the Raptor is such a high-performance Bucky that it actually stands on its own. So the the key thing for me is I, I I'm not even going to ask you how it stands up against its competitors because it's it's a completely no. a complete thing in its own. Who's the target market here? Because I know <laughs> I know an, a number of people who actually drive the older versions of of the Ford Raptor, uh, and and also uh, you know the older version of the sort of um, Ford double cab buckies, uh, and they're very very yeah. happy with their vehicles. But who is the target market for this particular vehicle? Well, I've become a major target market and I keep making like numbers going, how can I like, shall I sell my house? And then I can like live in my Ford Raptor. 
So I really do think it's the kind of, it's probably a primarily male market. Um, men and women like me, um, who want to really say, Hey guys, I've got the best backy in South Africa. So it's, it's a very, I think it's, 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 it, it's a kind of person who does want to stand out of the crowd. I mean, you, I'm sure, I mean, Zane, you know what they look like. You, mm, you, you see these brilliant. raptors on the road. And you kind of move out of the way, especially if you're driving like a Hyundai i20 or i10. These things have got such a commanding presence. And the, and the new one, while I'm talking about presence, it's got a really big front. It's got this kind of squared off, dramatically sculpted bonnet, very macho, big Ford lettering. You cannot miss <laughs> that it's a Ford Bucky. And they're these amazing, like, sea clamp daytime running lights on the front. And, uh, yeah, and it's also got the steel bash plate in the front so that if you are doing, like, this major off-roading stuff, you're going to protect your bucky from any of the kind of rocks or, or stuff that might get in your way. Mm. Um the interior of this bucky um struck me as mm. also something completely different and uh, you know the the sort of driver comfort and built for the safety and the and and i wanted to ask you also the question you know normally traditionally the bucky range or the sort of double cab range is, is this male machoism market how easy is mm. it for a lady to get into one of these buckets and drive? Because I see more and more ladies trying to drive the SUVs and also trying to drive these sort of double cab buckets, and it's become a market for them too. Well, definitely this lady did pretty bloody well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did very well. I wish I'd had like videos to show you. But, you know, the thing is the tech is so good in this Raptor. That once you get to know it, I mean, you use it kind of in this 12.4 inch major touchscreen. There are, there's a lot of assistance. So you've got, um, an amazing like off-road tech that's available on this, from this, uh, 12 inch touchscreen. You can go in 4A, 2H, 4H. I mean, there's all the stuff and it basically is all electronically connected. So you don't have to actually be this majorly good uh, off-roader because your assistance in the in the Raptor does so much for you. You've got diff locks, obviously. I mean, there are all these different different drive modes. You can go like rock crawl, sand, mud, snow, rats. So I think that the kind of target market, going back to your first question, is someone who really wants to go and do some serious off-roading. Mm. And, but, uh, mm. and I say this at the same time, the inside is really re luxurious. So you can switch between being this kind of bundu basher and then drive around Camps Bay, um, because there's amazing leather in, in, in the, you know, in the, in the Raptor. There's all this very sexy stitching. And what I particularly liked was this kind of, fighter jet pilot kind of seat which is very well bolstered and you sit there and you're very well kind of held in your fighter jet seat <laughs> and there you can like do your major sort of macho stuff from mm. are these buckies normally very economical because you know sometimes i find them on the road and they're driving at at 80 kilometers an hour in a 120 zone in order to save petrol so how economical is the new ford raptor yeah. 
Well, I mean, I think the, the, the manufacturers have claimed it at 11.5 liters to 100. Obviously, it's a diesel engine. Um, I think more realistically, and it really depends on your driving style, but the way I was driving on some of the um, gravel roads, you know, getting it re- without speed limit, um, I would say it would easily go to about 14 liters to 100. And um, price-wise, what are we looking at in terms of price? Because all of this luxury, all of this beauty, all of this design definitely comes at a price. So I think that, I mean, it isn't cheap. And I think Ford has really worked hard to try and bring it in at a price that isn't going to make people kind of fall over and faint. So the official pricing was announced recently. It's one million and ninety-four thousand rand for the for the new Ford Raptor. That's one million and ninety-four. So it's one point zero nine four, not one point nine. Uh, as I'm trying to write down, we have to hear very very quickly. <laughs> 94, 94,900. So let's call it, let's call it almost 1.1 million. That's mm. basically what the Ford Ranger is going to, uh, Ford Raptor is going to cost. Gosh, I'll have to have a very good trade in. My ATOS is not going to make it as a trade in for that. Definitely not. Melinda, this is a fantastic car, but let's turn attention to the EPRI. You are waiting very um, patiently with abated breath and abated patience to be sort of ferried down mm. to the EPRI. This is, this is Cape Town at its best. Oh, I'm so proud of Cape Town. I'm in a hotel where we are filled with international people. I was told back, so Nissan is my host. Thank you, Nissan, for bringing me to the Formula E because I wasn't going to find my way on my own. I'll tell you that. Um, so, the, so yesterday, one of the Nissan representatives said that amongst the drivers, all of these fantastic Formula E drivers, so many of them are saying, I want to live in Cape Town. I think it's been an amazing marketing um, exercise for our city. I think that there are a lot of people that have come in from places that have never been to Cape Town. And there are, I've got some Egyptian friends now who are going like, I want to move from Cairo to Cape Town. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I'm saying this is, it's been nine years since Formula E was first launched. And according to the guys who know the story, it's a huge sport. It's growing like faster than straight Formula One. And there are nine car brands involved in this World uh, Formula E Championship. People like Stellantis, Porsche, Nissan, Jaguar, Mahindra. And I think what's interesting is that some of the manufacturers, like the car makers like Nissan, have actually made a car for McLaren. Um, Stellantis has made a car for Maserati. So there's this amazing kind of collaboration that are, that is happening amongst traditional competitors. And it's, 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 it's also apparently helping the world go towards full electrification much quicker than maybe it would have if there wasn't Formula E because it's becoming very much a, a sort of more than a trend, but it's almost becoming the, the the landmark of where we're going to as a world in terms of cars. 
Just just on the Ford Raptor, we've just received uh, a WhatsApp message and somebody, too, actually, somebody said, I'm going to ask Zuma for the price. And I suppose that's just a sort of a, a dig in for <laughs> for the price. Uh, the comes, way I was saying it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then somebody also said, Steph uh, mentioned that the Ford Raptor exudes toxic masculinity. It's simply awful. So, yeah, it is a, it is a very impressive car. It's a very, very interesting. Um, I, I spoke to Mitch Evans, the Jaguar driver um, on Thursday uh, about this particular circuit and it's apparently the fastest circuit or the one uh, probably the fastest circuit by now yeah the drivers are apparently really raving about it and um, I, I found this interesting I didn't realize this all the cars competing in the world Formula E have to comply with certain rules so your maximum power can be 350 kilowatts in the rear the front can can give 250 kilowatts from that battery. So altogether, the cars are, are limited to produce 600 kilowatts. I mean, it's a hell of a lot of power. I mean, but that's interesting for me because I, I didn't realize that you had to sort of comply with these standards. And it is apparently a track that the the drivers the, uh, who are doing the competition later this afternoon are raving about. And I must have, must um, just mention that the Nissan team has got two guys, and the youngest driver in the whole competition is is one of the Nissan drivers. His name is Sasha Fenestras. Fenestras. I hope I get that right. He's a French Argentinian, and he's only twenty three years old. That's Melinda Ferguson chatting to us this morning, uh, and uh, we were reviewing the new Ford Raptor, first of all, and uh, comes in at a price of 1094, 1.094999, uh, and that's almost 1.1 million rand. Thanks very much, Melinda, for your time this morning. Enjoy the e-pre, and have a fantastic day in Cape Town.